What's the point? I mean, really, what's the point? Let me tell you a story, my friends. And in this story, a man is faced with overwhelming odds. Much like many of us today, he felt that the opposition had complete control over everything. Communications, entertainment, news, politics, health. He felt that his people were being abused by a tyrannical and powerful adversary. But then God encourages this man in this story. And there's a quote from the story. The quote is, one man shall put a thousand to flight and two shall put 10,000 to flight. This story is in a book in the Bible called Deuteronomy and it's in chapter 32, verse 30. And it's a story of a man named Moses who was trying to work with a group of people who felt that they were outnumbered, outgunned, outfunded, but they miraculously somehow were able to defeat this tyrannical adversary, which is something many of us need right now in our nation. But what many of us do not know is that the story has conditions, this promise of victory. It's only available under specific criteria. And my friends, as we look around us at the discouraging setbacks we continue to see, I offer you, for your critical consideration, I just offer you, for you to consider, that in fact we are violating those criteria and this violation that we are allowing is responsible for our escalating chaos and accelerating losses. Friends, we Americans are separated from our government. Welcome to Truth Thursday on the Rob Manus Show on Patriot.tv Live and our X-Spaces simulcast audience is back today. Welcome aboard, everybody. Well, friends, something is wrong in America. What ails us is a complete lack of trust in our federal government by even average Americans. And I'm not talking about the typical American citizen's inherent mistrust of government. That's healthy in our free society. What I speak of is a situation that even if the government tells us the truth about a serious threat to our national survival, we don't believe them. And in fact, these days, we aggressively push back on them because we refuse to fall prey to the lies such as what happened with the lead up to the war in Iraq, the pandemic, the Russia hoax, illegal spying on us and a presidential candidate and president of the United States and the vast censorship complex that's helping the government censor us every single day. Just this week, a supposedly serious national security threat from Russia was leaked by a so-called trusted elected official. But the citizen that no longer listens to the false news media or the government refuses to believe it is true. That is a fact. Can you blame us? So this perspective separates us from our government, much like the American colonists were from the British government. And it divides us because there are a few, especially those Americans working in the government, that continue to have faith in what it says and does. In the Declaration of Independence, our founders chose to actively separate from their government and create a new one. Like me, I think most Americans reject that notion of separation, but are actively calling for a reinstitution of the constitutional government the founders designed in that document, the law of our land. 
Our current separation is caused by the government's power being so great that it does not follow the Constitution. Well, what can or should we do? Well, one of my guests today, you just heard from him, is a man who's taken action to find positive steps toward a resolution for us that we can participate in. Raj Dorsami is a multifaceted professional with a strong foundation in accounting, was trained as a CPA. He transitioned from his initial career path and ventured into the entrepreneurial world, where he founded a technology and digital marketing company. Demonstrating his commitment to our societal values, though, Raj has also established an organization called Defend Florida, dedicated to advocating for transparent, fair, and reliable elections. Raj hails from Africa, but proudly calls himself a U.S. citizen, having left those countries plagued by the lack of democracy that he sees America absolutely heading towards. This perspective fuels his passion for preserving America's republic, emphasizing the vital role of accountability among the people in shaping both local and national governance. And our second guest is Debbie Ferris. She's the uh, creator of the uh, Citizen Coalition. She's originally born in Panama, raised in Venezuela, and is now here in America and is helping to get laws passed in, in the state of Florida to build election integrity and protect their elections there. And we appreciate both of y'all being here uh, today. I guess I'll start with you, Raj. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I, I used a little bit of the new video that you put out there at the beginning, and I, we'll see another piece of it towards the last segment of the program today. But, uh, you know, what struck me is the biblical model that you use several times to, to get the message to the citizen that, hey, we can overcome everything. Uh, and, uh, and we've got some other examples that use the biblical model that I'll bring into the show uh, as we go. Uh, but what do you mean by winning strategies that w can restore our nation? You, you look, go through a bunch of those, but in a nutshell, uh, as we go through the show, uh, I want to bring that out because, uh, you know, folks that want to do the work that are energized to restore our nation back to a constitutional republic uh, that we all get to participate in equally is critically important to being successful today. Yes, thank you, Colonel. I, and I so appreciate you having my colleague, Debbie Farris and myself on the show. And it's remarkable that here you have uh, two Americans, both of whom were not born here, and yet we cannot help but put ourselves 100% into what needs to be done to prevent this country from going the way that the countries we both came from are. So just so delighted to have this conversation with you. And to answer your question, uh, Colonel, the, the, the platform or the way we are attempting to go about what we are working on today is, is very specific. And let me be, let me be even more clearer uh, than that. What I mean by that is the opposition is doing all the time what I called for in that video that you played. In other words, the opposition is actually working together. They are working in lockstep. They are highly coordinated. And as I said in that video, a little cheekily, if you don't mind me saying so, uh, but I said that we on the conservatives, we call ourselves independently minded thinkers, free thinkers, and we allow that kind of mindset to have us 
cannibalize each other and go after each other. So when we look at where we are right now, as you mentioned in your co opening comments, it is important that we have a clear view on what the opposition is doing and imp more importantly, what we need to do to combat that. So to set the stage, if you don't mind, let me just share with you what has happened in the last 15 days here in Florida. And you will hear both from Debbie and myself how what's happening in Florida applies to 25 other states that we know of. So to kick that off, I'll refer to our governor DeSantis, who we worked with so closely and we're so grateful for his work in 2022. However, since then, what is happening now is Governor DeSantis is still is now trying to undermine Trump in Florida using the Florida legislators. They are trying to pass laws that criminalize election monitoring by citizens and letting and letting non-US citizens to register to vote by what can only be purposeful neglect of citizenship checks at the supervisor of elections office and third party voter registrations. Florida lobbyist, David Ramba, he's very well known here. He works for the Florida Supervisor of Elections, which is a group that all of our election officials belong to. And he also works for Democrats and he also works for anti-Trump Republicans. He is aligned against MAGA to help Governor DeSantis and the Uniparty. Powerful figures in the Florida Senate are both aiding this anti-MAGA campaign and are shutting down the people's choice. So I, I wanna just draw your attention uh, to the fact that we are right now ha in slow motion, as it were, becoming Venezuela. And so this is a very alarming thing because many people have been warning us about this idea, but this is happening right now in real time. And so the people that are, Colonel Manus, are the bad actors here, if I could use that term, because I mentioned the legislators in Florida, they, the legislators are, have been directed to fast track a bill to criminalize volunteers who challenge the election process or criticize the performance of the election staff or lodge a complaint or use a free speech. In fact, if an election worker feels intimidated by you, the member of the public, or feels intimidated by a poll worker or poll watcher, then you could, just by what you wear or what you say, maybe you have a MAGA t-shirt, a MAGA hat on, but if they feel intimidated, you could be punished with the misdemeanor yeah. of the first degree. And that's something that we'll be talking about uh, uh, quite a bit on, on, on this call. Yeah, that is incredible. Uh, I had no idea, which is one of the reasons why I wanted you on here, because you created the Defend Florida organization and been actively involved. Well, let's go over to our Spaces audience. Uh, uh, I know we've got a question over there uh, before we hit this first break. But after the break, I want to bring Debbie in here because she grew up in Venezuela. And we'll bring that graphic back up because I want to talk about the security of elections uh, and have her walk us through that graphic, uh, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Uh, our hosts over in uh, X Spaces or Cat uh, is Cat, and uh, I think we got a hand up. Cat. Yep, we do. Go ahead, Matt. It's Cat the Hammer. 
Colonel. Good, good afternoon, sir. I'm at. Reporting for duty. Uh, take a break. Uh, mighty fine guests. I uh, don't have a question, but I've got a comment. So basically what I'm hearing is Governor DeSanctimonious, his endorsement of Donald J. Trump was disingenuous. He's at his same shenanigans. Duly noted. Thank you. Carry on, Colonel. Well, yeah, thanks, Matt. Uh, it sounds like we've got uh, a state that has pretty good election integrity uh, relative to the rest of the swing states, especially that we saw in 2020 uh, and, and even that we saw in 22, the same swing states uh, like Arizona uh, having major problems. Uh, but Florida hasn't had those. But who in the Senate in Florida has so much power that they can get legislation like that even considered, let alone put on the floor, let alone passed. And for that, Colonel, let That's me switch over right. to Debbie Farris, and she's going to comment on that because that is a perfect segue for what's going to be actionable here in our state. Debbie? Yes, so thank you, Colonel. Um, I, I am horrified. I tell everyone that will listen to me, I come from your future. The country where I grew up in is no longer the, t when I was in Venezuela as a child, we were in the top 10 economies of the globe. And sadly, that country is no longer, it's decimated. 25% of Venezuelans have left the country, the best, the most educated, the ones that had the means. And I will tell the audience, there is nowhere else to go. Everybody tries to come to the United States, as you can tell by the border crisis happening right now. So yeah. um, what I'm very, very concerned about is this bill, HB 721, because what it's effectively doing, it is putting those of us that question the results or the processes or the procedures of an election into jeopardy by weaponizing the justice system against us. So now, if I come dressed with a blue blazer, a red tie, and a red hat, am I considered a harassment? That is the fine line that we are walking right now. And this is one of the issues that is very contentious. So um, we were told that this was to restore civility back into the election um, environment. But the reality is, is that when you look at the Office of Election Crimes report for the last two, three years, there's no instances of this level of harassment. And we already have in Florida statutes that protect normal people, election workers, elected officials from harassment, intimidation, threats. So why these laws? Well, and let's talk about that on the backside of the break, Debbie. We've got to take our first commercial break. Uh, we're talking with uh, uh, the founder of Defend Florida and the founder of and creator of Citizens Coalition about election integrity and what's going on in Florida, which could, will impact the rest of the United States of America. I'm Rob Manus on Patriot.TV Live, and we'll be right back. The world is about to shift. Banks are going cashless globally with the emergence of central bank digital currency which will bring with it programmable money and the ability to turn on or off your purchasing power based on your digital social profile. 
It's like the equivalent of spyware in your bank account. You need to get out of the system with the world's safest and most private assets, silver and gold. Call Kirk Elliott, Ph.D. at 877-547-5743. That's 877-KIRK-PHD. We have one yet. Yes, it's true. And yes, it is a crime. Thank you, Cleta Mitchell. Thank you for that explanation. Really interesting and kind of appalling. Thank you, really. Tucker. Cleta Mitchell is somebody with great courage, and she's involved with your litigation and lawsuits and all of this stuff. She literally gave up her whole practice not to get paid. She saw how corrupt it was, how disgusting it was, how dirty it was. And I want to thank you on behalf of everybody in this room and everybody in this country. You are a hell of a lawyer and tough. And that's what we need. Welcome to this week's episode of Who's Counting with Cleta Mitchell. This is a podcast about all things having to do with elections, election integrity, how elections are supposed to be run, how many times they are run in a way they're, where they're not supposed to be run, and what we as citizens can do to make sure that our elections are conducted in accordance with law and ensures that um, the proper outcome. It doesn't matter. In my view, look, I always have my candidates that I'm for, and the ones I'm for and the ones I'm against. But in the final analysis, I just want to be sure that the outcome is what the majority of people decided they wanted it to be. To me, that's the most important thing. And that's what our podcast is about. That's what the Election Integrity Network is all about. Um, So we hope that you will listen to the podcast, share it with friends, uh, subscribe, uh, visit our website, www.whoscounting.us and uh, learn about how you can become an engaged citizen uh, in the election integrity movement. Today, I'm extremely happy to introduce you to uh, Raj Dorasami, who is an engaged citizen in the state of Florida, who's built not only a wonderful project here in Florida, a movement here in Florida, Defend Florida, but also created a network nationwide of citizen patriots who are concerned about the integrity of our elections. So, Raj, thank you so much for being here with us today on Who's Counting? Oh, Lita, thank And welcome back to the Rob Manus Show. Uh, we're live here on Patriot TV with that man, Raj Dorswamy, and uh, Debbie Ferris uh, of the uh, Citizens Coalition. And uh, I just wanted to show that little montage to, uh, to remind people uh, Raj and Debbie, how important election integrity is and that all of the things that I talked about in my in my opening monologue that you have talked about on your new video, Raj, that you're going to talk about here in a minute, Debbie, about uh, the road from uh, prosperous and free Venezuela uh, to what it is today and that we're on it uh, is so critically important, but it all stems back to election integrity that we did not have in November of 2020, unfortunately, in that national election. And we don't have it at, down at the lower levels either. I think folks in most states are finding out that uh, it's extremely difficult to have a reliable election that we can have confidence in as citizens. So, Debbie, before the break, you were speaking about the law in Florida uh, that we've been discussing. And why do they think criminalizing me if I'm a voter in Florida and I see something untoward and report it to the proper authorities should be a crime. Well, let me um, let me answer that question by painting a larger geopolitical situation going on here. I think it's clear to all of us that there is a, a very concerted effort to prevent President Trump from becoming president again. 
Um, we see this all over the country with the lawsuits, the persecution, um, the criminalization of the justice system against him. And so if you look at the big picture, there are about six states that are pivotal in his president, in the, in the race for presidency. And that would be New York, Illinois, um, and California on one side, and then Texas, Georgia, and Florida. And this is where Florida becomes important. What happens if you cannot question the results in Florida? And we see this as a direct strategy to prevent President Trump from being the next president of this country. Um, when, you, when you stifle those voices that would dare question processes and procedures, then you are effectively aiding and abetting into, you know, a, 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 a situation in Florida that could steal the election. And although the audience might think that Florida is better than the rest of the country, we are here to tell the audience that that is not the case. Um, and we can get into that in, in our next segment, but we have found over 200 risk areas in our electoral process here in Florida. Wow. So let me make sure I understand this right. Uh, going back in history in America, in the uh, 2000 election between George W. Bush and Albert Gore, uh, Al Gore, Vice President Al Gore, Al Gore and his team would be considered criminals for questioning the Florida election that resulted in the hanging Chad discussion, the Supreme Court getting involved eventually and all that. Do I understand that correctly? You are understanding it very correctly. And these are tactics that are being done, have been done in other countries. You know, when you silence wow. the people ability to question results and criminalize it as a normal citizen, what are you going to do? You're probably not going to get involved. You're going to let things pass. And that has happened in many, many other countries around the world. And we see it happening here. Yeah, and you grew up in Venezuela, Debbie. I, I wanted to give you a chance to talk through that graphic. Uh, you can bring that back up, uh, Mr. Producer. Thank you. Uh, uh, because subverting the elections results in it's, all of these things on the right. Talk us through how they did that. So, how did they subvert um, their elections that resulted in the society that is it is today that tens of thousands of people are fleeing and have been for several years? You know, I call Venezuela the test case, the, the, the dry run for what's happening here, because I don't know if the audience is aware, but the software that was used to run Dominion through many sales and acquisitions is the same software that was developed in Venezuela. So um, once Chavez, who became a dictator, was able to change certain things in the Constitution, pack the Supreme Court, um, he became a dictator for life. Had he not succumbed to cancer, um, Venezuela would still have him. And right now, Venezuela is under a dictatorship uh, with Nicolas Maduro. So they were very well advised by the Cuban government on how to do this. And they did. And there you have the results. So, you know, we still have a voice here in America. We still have ch a chance to vote. Once you take away the vote, you have a dictatorship just as easy as that. And it's happening in this country. So I would like to sound the alarm, myself and Raj, I think we're very passionate about this cause because we do have, we do come from countries where this has happened and it's a sobering reality. 
Yeah, and we see on that on that graphic that uh, uh, the federal government is, uh, uh, and, and so are state and local governments too. By the way, folks, don't don't be fooled. This is actually happening at state and local level too. Is attacking and imprisoning political opponents or trying to imprison one. I mean, President Trump's the prime example of that. Uh, uh, but it also listed uh, the uh, uh, destruction of the right to private property. How did how did uh, that happen in Venezuela? Did they go through the Constitution after they took over all the elections? Uh, is that how they did that? Well, in part, yes. What happened at the top level, you know, Venezuela is a very oil-rich economy. At the top level, they substituted those uh, petroleum engineers and the knowledge base that was that had to that was available to run those industries with cronies cronies of um of the presidency and they nationalized um well it was already had been nationalized um at a more local level you had a lot of cronyism and so people that had businesses had to pay for protection or otherwise um fines were infringed upon them it, it just made div, uh, the ability to conduct business much more difficult and now it's a mix of private and um government contracts uh, but it's it's really quite a challenge to be a Venezuelan and run your business there. Um, it's not a it's not a free capitalist society at all. Yeah, and I, and we see moves afoot in the United States to uh, try to take private property under eminent domain more and more uh, for reasons that aren't uh, because you know it's it's uh, in the public's interest, it's in the government's interest, or in a corporation's interest. Uh, yes. uh, and those kind of yes. things. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's uh, it, it's very concerning. Uh, so what is the status of this criminalization bill uh, exactly? Is it out of the Senate in Florida? So right now, what I would like to urge the audience is to pay attention to what's happening in Florida. Pay attention to what's happening in your own states. I would I would venture that these bills are either being passed or have been passed. Um, but right now in Florida, we have the opportunity to stop this, stop it in committee, and that would be advocating to the chairs of the committees, um, Senator Mayfield and Senator and um, Representative Ngoglia, to not hear this bill and then kill it in committee, or if it passes through, ask Governor DeSanto to veto, DeSantis to veto this. So we still have measures that we can um, advocate for. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, I'm glad you're bringing it to our attention. Our audience will act on it, uh, especially if you guys have uh, phone numbers, uh, those kind of things. You can uh, give us, and we'll post it with the uh, with, when we post the videos of the show and everything. Uh, but uh, Raj, uh, I mean, this opposition, organized opposition to this bill, even the knowledge that it's in there doesn't come by accident. Uh, uh, Talk to the folks about how you created your organization and go back to that biblical model uh, that uh, we've been talking about there. Uh, because you have a, you've created an organization that actually acts. It takes action. You know, you describe in your video that I watched, uh, the last one, uh, 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 about 8,000 people that were invited to, to an event, a Zoom event, and what, 150 or so showed up. But out of that 150, like 30 or less are people that became uh, people that will take action, uh, you know, but uh, but that is actually a good outcome. I just wanted to tell you that that's a pretty impressive number to get 30 out of that. I've had 
I've had uh, places where I've invited 50,000 people, that uh, 200 showed up and less than 10 would sign up to take action. Uh, so what's your approach to how you built Defending Florida? And we'll come to Debbie too about the Citizens Coalition uh, and how you put that team together. Yeah, so Colonel, this is a powerful question you asked because it's not actually me who built the organization and uh, and it, and I didn't quite, I, I'm not the one who made this happen. And why I brought that up is because in that video you played at the beginning, one of the points that I made in that video is that when Christ was here and he picked 12, he, or he picked those 12 as people that were very diverse. You had Peter, who I kind of called a redneck businessman. Uh, he was he he was he had concealed carry, all right, and he 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 uh, he used his weapon. Uh, then you had John, a poet. Talk about two people that are completely different. Then you got Matthew, a tax collector. We could call him a Jew in name only because this guy was despised by everyone in his community as being fake. And you had Luke, a doctor. So I mentioned that just to illustrate how diverse and different these people were. And the reason why that's important with regard to what we're dealing with now, and I'm going to just go put this slide back on the screen here, because it is going to take, make no mistake, it is going to take a massive level of collaboration between people like us in spite of our differences. To stop what happened in Venezuela means we're actually trying to stop what happened in Greece, in Rome, in the United Kingdom. There are tens of dozens of examples of world powers that imploded from within because they did exactly what we are doing now. So in order to counter oh, you're that- exactly right. You're exactly right, Raj. We gotta take our, another break, but when we come back, we'll continue that discussion and I'll have an American example of, uh, of this model called the Black Road Regiment we'll hear from on the backside of this break. I'm Rob Manus. We'll be back after this message. When I grow up, I want to work for a woke company, like super woke. When I grow up, when I grow up, I want to be hired based on what I look like rather than my skills. I want to be judged by my political beliefs. I want to get promoted based on my chromosomes. When I grow up, I want to be offended by my coworkers and walk around the office on eggshells and have my words policed by HR. Words like grandfather, peanut gallery, long time no see, no can do. When I grow up, I want to be obsessed with emotional safety and do workplace sensitivity training all day long. When I grow up, I want to climb the corporate ladder just by following the crowd. I want to be a conformist. I want to weaponize my pronouns. What are pronouns? It's time to grow up and get back to work. Introducing the number one woke-free job board in America, redballoon.work. Listen to this. The Black Robed Regiment was the name that the British placed on the courageous and patriotic American clergy during the founding era, a backhanded reference to the black robes that they wore. Significantly, the British blamed the Black Robed Regiment for American independence. What an honor. And rightfully so. For modern historians have documented that, quote, there is not a 
right asserted in the Declaration of Independence that had not been first discussed by the New England clergy before 1763. It is strange to today's generations to think that the rights listed in the Declaration of Independence was nothing more than a listing of sermon topics that had been preached from the pulpit in the two decades leading up to the American Revolution, but such was the case. Yeah, you can say, wow, you can do that. Listen to this. Listen to what Tom Jefferson wrote. Quote, pulpit oratory ran like a shock of electricity through the whole colony of Virginia. John Adams said, and I quote, the Philadelphia ministers thunder and lightning every Sunday against King's, that's King George's, King George's despotism. What a statement. According to the historian B.F. Morris, he writes, the minister of the revolutions were, revolution were, like their Puritan predecessors, bold and fearless in the cause of their country. No class of men contributed more to carry forward, listen, the revolution and to achieve our independence than did the ministers. Their prayers, patriotic sermons, and services, they rendered the highest assistance to the civil government, the army, and the country, said Morris. Welcome back to the Rob Maynard Show live here on Patriot.tv. We're uh, speaking with the founder of Defend Florida, Raj Dursami, and uh, Debbie Ferris, the creator of Citizens Coalition. Both have developed organizations that are working to uh, address election integrity and re help restore the American Republic to a constitutional republic that our founders gave us uh, instead of what we're seeing today. Uh, and uh, I just wanted to throw that example out there because when, when I watched your video and you talk about the Christ model, uh, Raj, uh, I thought immediately of the Black Robe Regiment acting in the role of Christ and people like Sam Adams and John Hancock and, and attorneys and doctors and bartenders and, and uh, Paul Revere, a silversmith and, and uh, blacksmiths and uh, farriers, you know, putting shoes on horses. All of those kinds of people came together around the Black Road Regiment and created the movement that resulted in the creation of the first the Declaration of Independence uh, and then the United States of America. And, and that is a great way to view it and relate it to the American experience and exactly why we can do that today. Tell us how. Yes, and, and as you're watching this and, and you heard the Black Road Regiment, you saw behind the speaker, it said, pray, and there's another word, and the last word was stand, stand. And I would urge you, George, before the break, that our ability to stand is a function of how well we collaborate with our colleagues, even though we have vast, irreconcilable differences on our side. Some people want to do a machine vote. Some people want to do vote in person. And these two groups often clash with each other. We cannot allow that kind of clashing to take place. So to bring it all home, we were talking, uh, Debbie had mentioned HB 721, and we're talking right now about what it takes, Colonel Manis, to actually create the synergy to push back on really the force of time, the force of nature. And so what I have on the screen here is an excerpt from HB 721. And you will see right there in plain sight 
what these words are. And I'll give you a little bit of a better view of this here. You can see right here that in fact, you can see that if you literally are accused of intimidating someone, you literally will be accused of, of performing a crime. And so already you can see that this is exactly the same tactic that is used to January 6th. People are now afraid to assemble. They're afraid to protest because of what happened on January 6th. But there's actually something that's far more worse than even that. And I'm saying this not to discourage you. I'm saying this because I want to urge you to take up the mantle that you heard from Black Orb Regiment. I want to urge you to collaborate at levels you haven't yet collaborated on. On the screen you see now is that in fact, there are 23 other states that have taken on this language. And in other states, this is already a law. In Florida, it's not yet a law, but it will become a law unless we can change the course of where this is going. Just to drive it home a little further, in the state of Virginia, you can be accused of committing a hate crime simply because you are, you are accused by, of, of, of intimidating or harassing uh, uh, an election official just by your voice. So my friends, this is a very serious condition we're in. I also wanna point out that in your states, and, and again, everything I'm sharing with you here is to inform you and literally to motivate you to work together, like Colonel Malice and I and Debbie have been saying, because it's too easy to focus on what's different between people from your REC group, your grassroots group, all of these are conservative people fighting each other, but it's too easy to give in to those differences and, and, and divide ourselves within ourselves, let alone what the opposition's doing. So over here, what makes this so egregious, my friends, is that in fact, there are already existing laws to protect election workers. There are already existing laws that, that prevent uh, intimidation, and you can see them right here. And so I want to urge you to really calibrate on how organized the opposition is, how structured they are, and how they work in tandem with each other. I'll say it this way. This might be a little hard to hear, uh, so, but I'll say it anyway. In some ways, the opposition is following the Christ model more than we are in regards to their ability to collaborate in spite of their differences. So this is a chilling, chilling uh, reality check. The last slide here that before I put the slide back up is what you see here is what we call the Florida voting system standards. The Florida voting system standards, and the reason why I'm putting that on the screen is because part of this opposition that we've been talking about this most of this afternoon here on this conversation is about how the legislator, the legislation is fast tracking certain bills, they're blocking other bills, and they are following a standard that was written in 2005. And I want to I want to drill down on this a little bit because there are some many folks on this call that may not be as informed about the election process. So I want to make it a little. Uh, I want to present it a little differently so you can understand what's ha happening in your state as well as in the state of Florida. If you work at an organization, let's just look at a few industries. We look at banking. We look at uh, uh, cyber. Uh, technology, we'll look at medical, uh, we look at the Department of Defense. These are industries that help run our country. 
those industries, unlike the way we run elections, have very clear, present, transparency, requirement, certification rules. As an example, if you are a vendor working in any of those industries I just mentioned, anytime you change something about what you provide, let's just say you provide some software, let's just say you provide some hardware, some machines, if you make a change in those pieces of equipment, you are required to file what's called a SOC report. A SOC report is something the entire American industry has already agreed to. It basically requires a vendor to say, hey, we know that we're providing a very mission critical part of, uh, of, a, of a solution in your organization. We just made this change. Here's a change. Here's our certification. Here's how we mm -hmm. use a third party organization to vet the change. And please make sure, Mr. Client or Ms. Client, that you're satisfied with how we managed that change. Again, banking, that's how they do it. Insurance, that's how they do it. Medical, that's how they do it. DOD, that's how they do it. When it comes to the election space, where you have multiple organizations, you have multiple vendors, that's not present. So I'm wow. sharing that with you to show you how you, my friends, have got to get involved. If you're in any of those industries, if you're a professional, you work in a space, you've got to bring your skill sets and your understanding for transparency into the conversation. And that is why we had 30 people show up in Tallahassee, because here, that 30 people represents people that haven't done this before, but they brought their professional skills to bear. And that's how we got four bills written sponsored but unfortunately right now being blocked which is why we're on the call with you today okay well, well let's go over to our spaces audience see if we've got any more questions for y'all uh cat the hammer you have a question <laughs> you know i do um well i kind of have a statement um i i love what everything he's saying <sighs> you know we're dealing with a mentality right now like you started off colonel with people that no longer trust our government mm -hmm. they were are we've lost all faith in our election process so we've got a bunch of people on social media that are consistently and i'll make this quick are consistently saying we can't vote our way out of this kind of asking your guests how do we fire back at that and find a way to kind of fight back that negative narrative because that's not getting us anywhere it's certainly not solving anything great question i'd like to hear from each of you you all debbie and raj uh what you have to say about that sure I'll go first, and then Debbie will improve what I just said, because that's what Debbie does. She has such a unique skill set. So this, okay, this is such a practical question that just got asked. So oftentimes, when concerned citizens, like the caller was pointing to, go to an official, oftentimes the official will nod. Thank you very much. We need more volunteers like you. You're doing such a good job. And then you are completely ignored. So this is, a, this is the uh, playbook, right? Think of a football team. This is a playbook. A single player cannot make a touchdown against a highly organized opposition. You literally have to have your own team, but you just can't have your team. Your team has to be choreographed, practice, and follow the same playbook, even though you got different players on your team with different aspirations, different goals, different interests, like I mentioned earlier with the disciples. So the playbook goes like this. Number one, you're, you have a concern. This next thing you wanna do 
is either plug into a group in your area that's taking action, not a group that's meeting socially and talking about the problem, but very much so taking an action. Jesus said, do not be a hearer only, but be a doer as well. So find a group that's a group of doers. Well, Raj, there is no group of doers in my area. Well, okay. Then go to defendflorida.org and you will see the blueprint on how to create a group. I started with one idea and one person, and now it has become a movement representing the entire state. How did that happen? Simply by following the playbook that you'll see at defendflorida.org. It's free, you don't have to register anything. The videos are right there. Once you do that, and I gotta stop here, to let, I wanna hear from Debbie here on this, but once you have the numbers, you then have to take on the mentality like a football game that you are gonna go on the field, you're going to gain, you attempt to gain yardage, and no matter how many times that defensive pushes you back, you keep going. So. It's not good to say, Raj, I placed a call and I didn't, didn't get back with me. I'm going to say, did you call him three times? Yes, I did. Did you call him 10 times? Yes, I did. Did you call him 30 times? Yes, I did. Did you show up? Did you show up again? Raj, that, that's just too much. We're asking too much. My friends, that is exactly where we're at. That's a type of action needed. And you have to grind down the opposition, just like Jesus said. Jesus said, this woman needed some bread. She went to her neighbor, hey, I need some bread. The neighbor didn't answer the door. She kept pounding on that door until he was forced to get up and give him give her what she wanted. Uh, but I'd love to hear what Debbie has to say. Yeah. Debbie? Well, we'll have to hear about that, hear from her on the backside of this break. We've got one, this last break to take, and uh, then we'll hear Debbie's answer to that same question. I'm Rob Manus at Patreon.tv Live. We'll be right back. What if this happened to you when you're alone? Or what if it happened here? With MedGuard Alert, you're never alone. You can connect with medical professionals anywhere, anytime. And now MedGuard is introducing our exclusive new CareWatch. If you need help quickly, use it from anywhere to contact medical professionals. No cell phone required. The CareWatch is not only a life-saving medical alert device, it's a revolutionary health monitoring system that checks your blood pressure, heart rate, oxygen saturation, and much more. And here's the best part. If you have Medicaid, you may qualify to get your care watch for free. The care watch is only available through MedGuard Alert. Call us right now. We have monitoring programs starting as low as a dollar a day. The call is free. Activation is free. Shipping is free. And no contract is required. Remember, with Medicaid, you may qualify to get your care watch for free. Don't wait. Call us to get your care watch right now. Operators are standing by. Yet I see a worrying trend in our families, our clubs, our political groups, and even in our churches. There is this infighting. Sometimes it's overt, sometimes it's subtle, it's passive aggressive, and this infighting is hindering our ability to act as salt of the earth, as light of the world, which is what we're literally called to be. There are tens of millions of us that want good for our country. How come it seems that with that large number, we feel helpless? We feel like pawns. These internal squabbles 
is a cancer that is impeding our momentum, of course there will be those who will justify their self-righteous indignation at their peers. They will look down on their nose and say, oh, well, I'm a rugged individual. I believe in rugged individualism. And that person, well, they're a rhino. She's a plant. She's internal opposition. They're not MAGA enough. They're too MAGA or whatever. Be careful. While your tensions may be good, your actions are cannibalizing us. And consider, you don't have the slightest clue about the necessity of operating as a single, highly choreographed, highly synchronized professional unit in order to defeat our adversary. Welcome back to the Rob Maynard Show Live. Uh, we're talking with that man right there, uh, Raj Darswamy and Debbie uh, Ferris of the Citizens Coalition. Debbie, uh, before the break, Raj was giving his answer to that question, which is really what that clip was about, too. Uh, how do we address the people that are the naysayers, the dividers on our own side, amongst our own team? Uh, go ahead, Debbie. So the first thing I would say to the audience is if you think showing up to vote is what you need to do, that's like 19, that's the last century. We are in a crisis as everybody can probably assess. So we have to, we have to up our game. And that game is exactly what Raj was saying. We've got to collaborate with each other. One of the late things that I like to make sure when I'm working with the team is that we all get, um, and as a Colonel, I'm sure you understand this, probably far better than I do, we have to operate on a mission. What is the mission? And if we're all aligned on what the goal is, then all our individual, the nuances of our personality can become secondary. Because we have that, we're, we're very diverse. We have moms, we have uh, people from very, very diverse backgrounds. But that's what I've, I've um, been able to do when I um, lead a team is what is the mission? What do we want to accomplish? And then let's work towards that. And when we keep that first and foremost, that seems to work really well. Um, now, as Raj had mentioned, we we have tools on Defend Florida. We have um, methodologies, um, and we, you know we don't always have to be with one organization. In fact, we are very encouraged to be part of many many groups. You learn so much from other um, being in with other other patriots. Um, but if you are interested in defending our elections, which in my opinion are fundamental for our way of life, then we have a lot of tools on Defend Florida that I would like to point the audience towards. Thank you. Thank you, Debbie. Uh, the, uh, Roger, it's more than just, uh, the tools on your website. I mean, this is an, uh, it's a problem we face in the military. Uh, look, I went from the lowest rank to. Uh, to being a senior commander uh, before I retired uh, and commanded at three different levels. So you have people from all walks of life, all economic backgrounds, all religious backgrounds. Uh, you have to turn them into a cohesive team. Uh, and uh, I didn't think it would be that difficult in the realm of the political arena to get everybody on the same page. But I came into politics uh, right after the Tea Party wave, after I retired from the military. Uh, so the Tea Party wave, I think, in Congress took place in late 2010. Uh, I retired from the military in late 2011 uh, and went into politics two years after that, but was paying attention 
Uh, and what I noticed is that it ate itself to death, the Tea Party movement did. I mean, it's still out there a little bit, but it really ate itself to death when you would go to meetings and, t and listen to people and see how they interacted in one spot. And then, and then I traveled whole states uh, during the time period when I was running for U.S. Senate. Uh, and uh, they, uh, every, every place had a different read on that. It's like they didn't have the singular mission uh, that we need. It's, it's so true. And, and this phenomenon of a lack of vision that translates into a lack of competent leadership is at the end of the day, Colonel Manis, the, the root cause of our problem. And it stems for just, if we want to just peel back, just pull the bandaid off, it stems from our breakdown within our own families. And I'll just go out here and, and upset some people, uh, not intentionally. Uh, I will say that the, the absence of fathers, men, and as a man, I can be blunt about this, casually mm -hmm. and cavalier abandoning the oath that they placed with their life partner, abandoning their children is one of the uh, uh, nuclear, uh, one of the initial steps, that cascade of breakdown escalates, escalates, shows up, shows up in the church, shows in the family, then the church, and now it's, it's, it's also part of how our politics goes as well. However, 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 here's the thing. God is not surprised by any of this. He's not looking like, oh my God, what is happening? I don't know what to do. Let me call a hotline. No, no, that's not what God's doing. God is a hotline. And so when you go to the Bible and see, all right, what is our strategy? There is a verse that we use a lot. And that verse says, by this shall all men know you're my disciples. Like, oh, okay, well, what is it? Is it by our campaign? Is it by a political leader? Or is it by the size of our church? Or what religion we are? No, 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 no. That this that Jesus said when he said, by this shall all men know you, my disciples, is how you work together. Now, the verse actually said, by the love you have one for another. I like to make things practical. If you have love for people, that shows up in the way you work together. So it comes, keeps coming back down to that one thing that we cannot get away from. Now, now, let's flip this. I'm just looking at the clock here. Wow, this, this time has gone by so fast, sir. So let's just flip this around. Imagine, imagine what happens when a few more of us make the conscious decision to collaborate one with another, to collaborate in spite of the differences. Stop looking for people not to have differences with you. No, that's never going to happen. You're always going to have differences, just like Jesus' disciples. But when you choose to work together, then you have the possibility of mounting a, a number of competent volunteers to shift things in your location. And so to bring this back home, the call to action that I want to kind of remind the audience of is if you're in Florida, we need you to contact Senator Danny Burgess. Why? Because Senator Danny Burgess is the one senator. He is the chair of the most powerful elections committee on the Senate side in Florida. He by himself has the opportunity and the, the authority to put the four bills that stand for only U.S. citizens voting, that stand for protecting our ballots, that stand for 
hardening our election process against AI threats that stand for making our vote by mail better than it is right now. There are four bills. He has authority and the opportunity to put those on the table so that they can be debated. Right now, he has just slammed the door shut on all four of those ideas. And he is fast-tracking the harassment bill that you saw earlier. Now, how to do that professionally, because that's important. How to do that confidently, that's important. How you do not want to be vindictive. You do not want to be unprofessional. You don't want to be insulting because none of those things work. You may feel good when you vent, but it doesn't move the ball forward. Just look around you and see, all right, it's not working. So what you want to do is go to defendflorida.org, free training on how to make that happen. We even have free weekly calls that you can be part of just to check it out and see how you in your area can flip this around by getting a few more people to collaborate with you in the ways that we've been talking about up until now. There's a reason why Jesus said the way that people know that you're my disciples is how you work together, because he knew, and although we forgot this, that collaboration in spite of differences is a phenomenon that no one can stop. So I encourage you to take that action. And yeah, I you're absolutely right. Raj, go ahead, Debbie. Yeah, I wanted to echo that because sometimes we get daunted by the, my, my movement is, isn't large enough. I don't have enough people. But the reality of the matter is I want to leave the audience with these three numbers. 12, 56, 1. 12 disciples, 56 signatories, and one savior. And you do not need a whole lot of people. You just need the mental fortitude, the professionalism, and the commitment of a few to advance the ball. So I want to, I just want to encourage people, you can do it. We, we never thought, Raj and I never thought we would be doing what we're doing. And here we are. Well, thank you very much, Debbie and uh, Raj. It's uh, defendflorida.org. Uh, we are with you. Uh, we appreciate what you're doing uh, because what you're doing is impacting the rest of the United States too. I'm sure of it because uh, you're not alone and uh, I will spread this word too. And, uh, we'll uh, get people energized to uh, come help you in Florida to defeat these bills because it has to be done uh, and it will be done. Well, thank you all very much. Uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, it's our country. I don't care what the overpowered government people say, uh, they don't run our lives. Uh, it's time to take a stand. It's time to stand up and take action. Uh, and sometimes that means civil disobedience. Uh, but right now we're at a point where organizing and taking action and getting enough people to address the issues by proposing positive moves uh, to uh, get legislation passed that are in favor of election integrity and in favor of only citizens being able to vote uh, is the way that can be uh, a successful path forward. But remember, these bills about intimidating election workers are because Citizens lost their cool somehow, some way uh, along the way, and it's got the politicians energized in opposition to us with all of their lobbyists and all of their money. Well, I'll see you next week on More War Monday, new time, Patriot.tv Live. The show's going to be at 1 o'clock Eastern to 2 o'clock Eastern. That's 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Central Time for one hour. And I'm Rob Manis at Patriot.tv. Have a good weekend.